Hey, it's Will Actually, and yeah, of course I have a podcast. Welcome to All the King's Voices, where I interview your favorite drag kings about performance, identity, and what it means to be a king. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe, and if you're not, head over to YouTube and do that so you can actually see your favorite performers uh, on the screen. But if you uh, just want to listen to the podcast, you can find us on whatever podcast channel you are using, whatever podcast app. Just make sure that you go over and rate and review us so that other people can find the podcast. Today's guest is Jared Jameson, a drag king from Cleveland. He's been performing for about four years, though he doesn't have a tagline other than the shortest drag king in Cleveland. He's also Mr. Cleveland All-Star 2018 and 2019. All right, let's go ahead and meet him. Sure. So my name is Jared Jameson. I reign from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I started a couple years ago, I guess like four years ago. I've just been a crazy ride since then. When I'm, I always tell people when I'm in drag, it's he, him. When I'm out of drag, whatever. I don't care. Like I answered a poll. I'll be walking around a grocery store and someone's like, hey, sir. And I'm like, yo, what's up? And then I say something and they're like, oh, no, it's a female. I'm like, no, really, it's fine. Like, so <laughs> whatever, whatever works for me. So That's great. Um, well, awesome. Well, welcome to All the King's Voices. So uh, I would love to hear first and foremost a little bit about kind of how you found kinging. All right. Well, uh, background to me, I... Uh, didn't really admit that I was queer at all until I was about 30 years old. I was raised very conservatively and uh, never really went to bars. So by the time I was able or comfortable enough to come out um, is kind of when I discovered the bar scene. And I just moved to Cleveland about a year before and I had some friends and they were like, hey, let's go to this bar called Bounce. And Bounce was kind of like this big bar for the Cleveland scene for a very long time. And I went there, and lo and behold, there was a drag show that night, and I had never seen any drag. I I knew what queens were, of course you did, but I saw my friend actually was up performing as a king, and I was just like, huh, I think I could do that. So then it was like, you know, I had a couple conversations with that king and a couple conversations with other people who performed, and they were like, well, yeah, sure, give it a shot. And then I just did. And, it, like, the first time I put on drag, I was like, oh, figured out what I'm supposed to do. Here we go. Like, obviously, so I'm supposed to do this, so. Yeah. But my first performance was terrible. It was awful. Like, I see it, I'm just like, oh, oh, God, what was I doing? <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of the, like, looking back on your performance. Like, no matter how amazing of a performance artist you are in whatever genre, looking back at the first one is always that moment of, like, I'm so glad I had confidence. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, wow, I'm glad I looked pretty enough. Like, there's no reason why. That's so funny. So had you done any performance beforehand? Or what made you decide, yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to get on a stage? Um, I am kind of a lifetime performer. I mean, I sang at my church for the first time when I was three. Uh, we, I was kind of raised in like a Von Trapp kind of family. Like we all sing, we all perform. Um, I'm actually a twin and she was constantly like the lead in every musical she ever went out for. And I was always like, you know, ensemble and like kind of that crazy background person. Cause you can't cast twins. You can't do it. It's like, right. wait, did it just, but now you're over, it's very confusing. So yeah. it's always ensemble, um, always kind of just over the top anyway. So like, lines weren't my thing but you could just give me a character to be and I can do that character so when I discovered drag it was just like it all made sense so yeah so that's yeah. interesting so one of the themes that I seem like I see coming up when we talk about like what is drag is this idea of character um, <clears throat> so can you talk a little bit about that like what is what is drag to you and how does building a character what does that look like how does that inform drag for you Sure. So I always said um, that Jared is just kind of me amplified, um, but he's also like who I can't always be on my own. So like Jared is very confident. He's very goofy and he's like kind of sexy, but like in one of those really goofy ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like I per when I'm out of drag, I don't think I'm sexy at all. I'm the biggest goofball. I I'm just the biggest dork. I use pickup lines like they're candy. I think they're hilarious. And, but Jared would be the guy who comes up to you and is like, yeah, hey, so uh, can I take you home tonight? You know, and like he means it. And like if I ever said that, people would just be like, ah, like whatever, you know. So 
Um, Jared is just this over-the-top, kind of super hyper-sexy guy. And maybe that's in me when I'm not in drag, but I've never, ever, like, personified it before. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. He's just, he's, he's so much cooler than I am when I'm not in drag. But also I'm saying that tongue in cheek because I'm like, I'm kind of a cool person anyway. So I don't know. He just gives me this outlet to be who I like always kind of wanted to be in a way. Um, And he's, he's just super fun. Like never take Jared seriously. He doesn't mean it. Um, And also like when it comes to building like a song or a performance, I have to have the makeup down. I have to have the costume down. Even when I was in theater until I got that costume, I never actually got where I was going with it. Like, um, I forget what they call that. Like in tech? Yeah, yeah. Like, like when you would be performing, so yeah, and you'd have to have that costume. And so, like, I could get the lines, and I would kind of know where I was going with the character. But the minute I put the, the costume on, it was like, oh, that's it. And that's kind of how, like, Jared, like, I do, I can do country, I can do rock, I can do, you know, real emo songs, but until I get the makeup d- down, until I have my costume, it doesn't click. And then I'm just like, oh, got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. But that makes it really easy to be very diversified. Like, I can do a really goofy song, and then I can do a really sexy song, and they're just like, oh my god, how do you do it? And I'm just like, because I'm wearing this, duh. Like, like <laughs> of course, duh, look at me. This is, of course, the song I'm doing. Yeah. How I've always been. That's so interesting. Because so my background is in theater, and one of the things that you know, there's very different competing schools of theater, right? Where there's the right. one where it's like you have to like walk around and be in the moment all the time and build right. the, and like no one can refer to you as anything except Jared in your daytime life, right? Right. And I actually don't. I used to subscribe to that version of theater where it was. It's very emotionally taxing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't access that diversity of of character because you have to invest so much of your life into that one being in the momentness. But I have found very similar to you that when I use movement or costume or something outward to help define what's happening inside, it's so much easier to just jump in and go, okay, yeah, sure, let's try this. Right. Yeah. So for a couple things... um... I was cast as like interactive cast, which was basically you don't have lines, you're being this character and it's all improv and it's all like, you're just giving, you're just feeding off of what people are giving you. And that's really what, like, I was always super comfortable doing that. And other people would be like, I don't know what I'm doing. You worked my motivation. And I was just like, well, duh, like, look at what you're wearing. That's yeah. what you, so, so you are, just do it. Um, that's fun. That's really yeah. cute. Uh, what sort of, what sort of uh, interactive cast, uh, like, what kind of, of media was that? Um, it was, like, dinner theater. Oh. So, like, you would, yeah, so you'd be, like, that person. And it's funny because I went to, like, a Bible college, and twice for interactive cast, I chose to be a male character. So you would think that that would have clued in, like, hey, you're gay. Um, but, like, it never clicked for me. But, like, legitimately my first interactive cast character, I was a drunken British guy. That's like, great. Yeah, you should have known. Okay, cool. Good idea. <laughs> well, you're clueless. It's okay. <laughs> you know, we, we all come to whoever we're supposed to be, and sometimes it just takes longer, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So fun. So when you're thinking about kinging, right, um, so you're thinking, uh, like, Jared is a, like, cis male character, right? Like, that's his... You know, so what? What is drag for Jared, and then what is drag kinging, in your opinion? Sure, uh, I might get a little personal, yeah, um, yeah. but so drag Jared for me um, is kind of an expression of who I can't be in real life. I don't know if I would say that I'm necessarily trans. I'm still on that journey of really figuring that out. Um, but my identity is not just myself, it's my family, and I have a lot of things that go into that. And so um, for me, when I get up on stage on Jared, as Jared, it's very much, this is me. Um, this is who I can be when I can't be him in other ways. And that's not a shock. I think a lot of people who see me on stage are just like, wow, it's so natural for me, for you, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, it actually is. Like, it's just... Um, it's an express. It's a part of my life that I can't express in any other way. Sure. Uh, and so it, it really, it was very freeing when I found Jared. It was very, just so natural and so quick. Um, 
when I found Jared. So for me, it very much is like, this is who I am, whether you see that part of me in regular life or not. Yeah. It's just who I am. Um, so yeah, no, get some tissues or something. It's real so dramatic. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just, that's my life. That's, that's just how it is. And, um, so I feel very lucky to, to be able to express that way. I know a lot of people don't have that. Um, and you know, I've had a lot of conversations about it and again, still on that journey, but like right now, Jared is who I am in so many ways. Um, so again, super lucky. And then, oh man, what is pinging? Doesn't that depend on the person? Like, like, doesn't that depend on who you're asking? Like, yeah. like some people will just be like, oh yeah, I just like to pretend I'm sexy. And other people are just like, no, I'm a clown. And other people are like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, kinging is so, so specific to the person and so subjective to the person. Yeah. Um, but I know for, for some people, it's like they don't have any other creative outlets and that's what they get to do. And for some people who have always been like the tomboy, like that's what they get to do. But then also it's like for trans men, it's a very, very accepting kind of culture that they've found and it's very empowering and it gives them all this you know, it gives them that confidence and a place that they can really just show off and be who they who they finally are. And like, I love that. It's so diverse. And I think that drag kings are some of the most supportive people I've ever met. And yeah, so it's just so cool. So for me, drag king is just expressing yourself in your art, and then finding people who are going to bolster you up while you do it. So yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a great, you know, it's funny. Um, I remember, so I interviewed the Rebel Kings a couple of episodes ago, but what that one of the very first like drag king experiences I ever had was uh, with the Rebel Kings. Um, and I just remember being backstage, backstage was a closet, but backstage right. <laughs> with them and just everyone was so eager and willing to help and like excited about like, whatever your drag was and like you know like oh can I help you with this thing or can I share this with you or oh would you like uh some feedback on the makeup or it was just I don't know it, it felt so supportive in a way that I hadn't felt anywhere else so I completely I feel I feel that you know like there's something about kinging and it's not a not a knock on queens because I've also been around some right. queens who are absolutely freaking fabulous but it's just there's something about the ethos of kinging that just, I don't know. It just is this like very nurturing, loving, like yeah, right. you, you do yeah, you, exactly. man. <laughs> you yep. know? Yeah. It's been pretty good. Well, so speaking of which, so, so you're in Cleveland and you're actually with uh, a community of Kings who have been around for quite some time, right? I want to say a community of Kings. Um, I think, think and I don't think I'm gonna offend anyone by saying this there are a ton of kings in Cleveland like I there, there's a troop out here they're doing a great job um Cleveland Action Pack uh I can actually I can send you their way because they have a lot of really cool kings in that troop but um the troop I started in was called Cleveland Kings and Girls and so it was a lot of it was a lot of variety a ton of variety um when I started it was kind of um when bounce we used to perform all at bounce and that club was kind of going down and back and forth like just lots of really rocky situations with that club um so when i saw them they were doing still like kind of bigger productions they had a few queens who would perform with them but not ton um i think they had two or three kings who were performing with them then and then it was a lot of like burlesque so it was like there was a really big mix so um now the tr the our troop is kind of on pause. This COVID thing has like, we had a couple shows lined up and they were all just like, eh, never mind. And we're like, oh, cool, great, awesome. Now what? <laughs> you know, um, Pride has been, you know, postponed and, and all this stuff. But we were, we still do things. Um, I am the, I am the only male presenting drag king um, in the troop who, like, I'm not transitioning. I'm not a transitioned male. Um, the other kings in the troop are right now um and then like we do have some gender bending that happens too so like it's a very diverse group and i love it for that and they're very supportive um we don't have any queens who perform with us like solidly we'll, we'll get like 
people who come in and out. Um, and then like we have like three burlesque females who who dance with us too. So it, it's fun and we do a lot of group numbers and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say I'm in like a group. I'm kind of a solo rogue male impersonator <laughs> drag king guy. <laughs> like I'm kind of on my own a lot. So understandable, understandable. Yeah. That that I mean, it's interesting. There is like two very divergent sort of like there are like troops and then there's like a lot of like very solo people. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I love working with people. It just so happened that like when I started, um, I think Cleveland was really looking for some over the top, charismatic, dramatic kind of kings. And I just kind of like slipped my way in there. And then they were like, oh, who's this? And I'm just like, surprise, here I am. You know, so it, it kind of just happened on accident. Like I would perform and then people were like, hey, you want to perform with me? And I was like, okay, cool, sure. And yeah. I didn't get into the politics of it at all. I'm kind of a dummy when it comes to that. So, like, it just kind of happened, and then I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. So, and it seems like you're getting um, the opportunity to perform with people who are doing different uh, variety as well. So, does that inform any of the work that you do, or is it more just like, yeah, it's cool to be able to contrast the work that I do with, like, a burlesque dancer, for example, or a gender-bending drag king, or... Yeah, um, I think it does inform me and maybe even in ways I'm not even aware of, you know, like, I'm constant, I'm a very self critical person. Um, I'm the person who gets off stage and like takes off your makeup and you're like, man, that sucked. That was so dumb. Like, why'd I do that? You know, I'm that kind of person. Um, Like, I remember I was in this burlesque show once and I was so disappointed. Like I was, I legit hated what I did. I hated it so much. I was like, what was I doing? Um, And they came up to me afterwards and they said that it meant a lot to them. And I, uh, I was like, oh, well then I guess it wasn't terrible. But I ask, I ask a lot of people who I perform with um, for their feedback, especially if it's a queen who's been around for a long time, someone who's like a big name, if there are big names, like how does drag work? I don't know. Um, You know, anyone, anyone who I, anyone who I really respect, um, I find a lot of art inspiring. And so I'm constantly watching. I'm constantly looking at people's makeup. Um, I constantly ask people for, for like criticism. I love it. Like, tell me what I could do better. Tell me what I could do more of. What should I do less of? What songs do you think of that I could do? You know, when someone suggests a song, I take it very seriously because they're like, yeah. oh, Jared Jameson should do this song. And then I'm like, well, it's not a song I would have chosen, but you heard that song and thought of me. So I should probably think about it. You know, so so there's a lot that I I really do take in. Um, I do know things I don't do well. And so like, I'll give anything a shot. And then if it sucks, like, not doing that again. Like, I did pour some sugar on me once. Nope, not my jam. Don't give me two minutes of guitar solo and tell me to be hot, because that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna look like an idiot. Okay, like, like I'm very honest about those kind of things. So. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is. I think the biggest lesson that I have personally learned in drag is, uh, if you don't know what to do with two minutes of music, cut the music. Right. Yeah. Just, just cut your losses. Same thing with burlesque. Oh my gosh. There's, there are a few things in the world that are harder to watch than somebody who has finished stripping and is still dancing, <laughs> but just waiting for the song to be over. You know what I mean? I love like, it. <laughs> <laughs> I it actually makes me feel better about myself. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm not the only person who does that. Okay. <laughs> oh, good Lord. No, that is a, I think that is a, um, it's a lesson you learn or you hopefully learn. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I learned very quickly. I'm not a very good burlesker. Oh, yeah. I, I, do, I do a lot of costume changes. Um, I, I am also like one of the only Kings in Cleveland who tapes back and contours, um, which I love that I can do that. Some people's bodies are not bent that way or they feel uncomfortable, you know, for me, I'm just like, yeah, let's rip them out. You know, like, let me get naked. My girlfriend hates when I do that. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, it's the cheapest costume ever. Get naked. You don't, yeah. right. Like, like, just do it. Um, but yeah, like I'm not all about like, Ooh, let me sexily undo my shirt. I'm just like, rip. Ha, here I am. You know, I'm just, I'm just not, don't ask me to move my hips. Like, don't. <laughs> 
I, I legit dance like the whitest guy ever, and I know that, so like so I just own it. it right? like, I just own it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Superman, that shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, so now you've got me thinking. What <laughs> can you, if you feel comfortable doing so, can you describe your worst performance, and then can you describe your best performance? Because I think as a king, right, like, we often think, especially a lot of us, like, we go on stage. I mean, as a performer in general, you go on stage, you do a bad job. You're like, I'm the worst performer ever. No one's ever done anything as bad as me. So maybe yeah. for all the kings out there, we can share our, like, holy shit moment. And then, like, our <laughs> holy shit moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have so many bad moments. I don't know. <laughs> I... <laughs> Like, I really don't know if I could choose. <laughs> um, most of my, most of my, I'm just going to say this. My worst moments is when, are when I try to do too much. Mm. Um, I get very ambitious sometimes. Um, and I just think I can do this, 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 and this. And then it doesn't work. Like a button gets stuck or your pants don't rip off the way you want, or you forgot you wore a belt and now you tried to rip off your pants and it's still connected on your waist. Like that has happened. It's the worst. It's <laughs> embarrassing. And you live through it. You know, you're just like, and then you're like, well, I won't forget that again. And then it happens again. And you're like, just get rid of the belt. Okay. <laughs> Figure out a way to not wear the belt. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't, man, my best performances generally they're with other people. Like I really enjoy working with other people. I really do. Um, I had a really good show, um, bad things by machine gun Kelly, uh, and Camila Cabello. And I had done that song once with another performer. It was super sexy, super awesome. Loved it. Such a great performer that I worked with. Um, and then I decided this past year to do it again. And we took it like a totally different way. Like it wasn't like this, deep sultry thing it was actually kind of like this funny like play on play on kinky sort of like oh no oh I didn't realize you were into that like like that kind of thing and it was so much fun and it also was really fun because the person I was doing it with like nothing would ever happen with this person and so it was like we were cracking up the entire time and everyone in the audience thought we were like super good and we were just like that was so much fun like it was great like um <laughs> But I think, I don't know, I think the best way I can tell if I did well or not is if there are good pictures, and I don't think I take good pictures, so <laughs> um, I did a really cool number, I did a really cool number, um, uh, I did Dark Horse by, uh, what's her name? Is it Katy Perry? Yeah, Katy Perry, yeah, and there's just like this really cool picture of me, it was a burlesque show. So, like, I just had, like, this great contour going. I had this bowl with dry ice on it. And my face, like, you could see the fun I was having. And so I was just like, that number. I did good that number. Look how much fun I'm having. Ha! Like, yeah. so I think I think as long as I'm having fun, I think I do a good job. And when I get off stage and I didn't have any fun, I think I sucked. So, like, I, I think that's that a pretty good barometer there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's kind of how I gauge it. Like, did I have a good time? Yeah. And if I didn't, cool. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't judge whether you're good or not on tips. Like, okay, kings who are just starting, guess what? You don't get tipped very well sometimes. It doesn't mean you suck. Yeah. Oh, my it God. It just that's means so true. people don't know what to do with you yet. Or they ran out of money. Yeah doesn't mean you suck that, that would be so like true. tip number one to all starting kings don't let the amount of tips you make define how good you are amen <laughs> yeah i will actually you know it's true like the one of the acts that i consider like the best fun like the most fun i've had on stage and you know the best i've ever done an act and like i don't think i made any tips like it was yeah. one of those like people were watching me and they forgot <laughs> Right. Yeah. And that's a thing. Like people sometimes they get so enthralled and then they're like, oh no, oh no, I forgot to tip. Or like, not to say, not to say like I'm awesome or I'm great, but sometimes like where you are in the lineup, mm -hmm. it matters. Like if you are the best performer, but you're second to last and everyone's out of money, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you don't get into drag to make money. Am I, am I right? 
<laughs> no, you get into drag to spend money. <laughs> yeah, to spend money. This is expensive. Right? Yeah. It's so like expensive. The, the old queen host joke of it costs so much to look this cheap, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a thing. Well, so speaking of makeup, so yeah. how did you learn about contouring and makeup and, and where did you find your face? Uh it's still coming sometimes. Uh my make my makeup actually changes quite a bit. Um I can do more clowny looks. I do use um I just discovered Maron cream sticks, which are the best. I love it. It's vegan, animal friendly, super blendable. Love it so much. Um I learned just from here and there, but uh, like this time I drew my, I drew that on, yeah. but a lot of times I'll use spirit gum and I'll use real hair. So like my beard is very, very confusing to people. They're like, can I touch it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, please. Um, so, and then sometimes like I have an upper lip and sometimes the upper lip is part of my mustache, you know, like, so it really, it's just picking up tips here and there. I learned a lot from Queens. They know their shit. Like they just do the blending that they do. It's just insane. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I asked Queens all the time. Uh, I was just FaceTiming with a friend. I'm like, Ooh, like what color did you use for that? So I, I'm very, I don't know. Maybe I'm just really nosy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, Ooh, what did you do? And then I get like real close to people's faces and they're like, okay, I can tell you like, so I have to look at it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think my makeup's still kind of coming. I don't know. Jared does tend to be kind of like a hyper king um, where I, I want to look masculine. I'm not trying to, to gender bend. I'm not trying to be like, oh, am I a female or a male? Like, I love when I get off stage, people are like, wait, you have titties? And I'm like, yeah, look, they're taped back. Like, because they thought I was a male. Yeah. I love that. I'm just like, job's done. You know, like... <laughs> That's, that's my favorite thing when someone's like, wait a second, you're a girl? Or like when I talk and they're like, wasn't expecting that out of you. And you're just like, haha, I'm just kidding. And then they're like, but what do you use? And I'm like, it sucks down there. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Not real. <laughs> Sorry. That's great. So, so I know that uh, packing is, is very personal for everybody. Like, mm -hmm. so, you're, so you're pure sock? Do you have any other like... <laughs> You know, it's a <laughs> very personal um, question. You know, yeah, no, it's totally fine. I freaking love it. Um, I've been looking. I've been looking. My girlfriend doesn't want me to get like a legit packer because she's like, that's weird. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I get it. Um, no, like I did, I did a song once and I had like assless chaps on, but then I had like, like booty shorts on and I just had socks. And this one lady came up to me afterwards. She was like, that was so convincing. And I just, like, I literally put my hands in and ripped them out. I was like, they're just black socks. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I just, I know how to roll socks really good, you know? I mean, it's, if yeah. you got it, you got it. That's... Well, and I'm just like, you got to wear the right underwear mm -hmm. to make sure it doesn't go anywhere. And, like, you can change the size of it as much as you want, you know? Like, yeah. do I want to use puffy socks or do I want to use, like, no-shows and just have a little one, you know? Like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just love it because people are always confused. And I'm just like, they're just socks, guys. They're like two bucks. That's <laughs> awesome. So I will reveal my, uh, my, I don't know who told me this. I don't okay. know where I got this information, but I have been using this since I started three years ago. Quinoa. So, <laughs> so what you do is you go to, uh, like, you know, CVS or Walgreens and you grab some like nylons, you know, and you, you stuff them like two, one inside the other. And then you get some uncooked quinoa from the bulk grain bin and you fit, you pick a size and you tie it off, but you have to have two nylons just in case for like overflow. Right? You don't, yeah. You don't want it to like slip out. And there you go. <laughs> very that convincing. Must, like, a very, a very yeah, I was going to say the weight must be pretty pretty convincing but yeah i i've gotten pretty convincing with my socks like i know how to like <laughs> roll them up and then you and then you tuck them in and you roll some more around and then you like fold it over itself and you get a there you go i like it i like it no one's no one's ever no one's ever been not confused let's yeah. say that <laughs> <laughs> i know I, it's so funny how like we we come to these like weird <laughs> configurations for like <laughs> illusion <laughs> 
<laughs> I literally, I tell my girlfriend all the time, I'm like, where's my drag thong? Because, like, I'll wear a lot of, like, really tight pants, so you don't want underwear lines. Mm-hmm. But then I still need something that's going to hold the socks. So, like, oh, yeah. I have my drag king drag thong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I don't wear thongs in real life, but for drag, I have to wear a thong. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information about Jared Jameson. (laughs) No, but seriously, like I have a collection of of jock straps because I do a lot of burlesque. So like they are all rhinestoned and ready to go for whichever act, you know, got to have some butt. But like, yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about butts next? Oh, can we do that? Yeah, let's talk about butts. Yeah. So the biggest thing, it's actually like, (laughs) I think it might confuse people more than I realize it does, but I have a decent ass. I, I just do. I was always very athletic, yeah. but like, that's the one thing I think they're just like, I literally had this one, this one, uh, I think he did like hair and stuff for Queens. And he was like, from the waist up, I just want you, but from the waist down, no. And I was like, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> what do you, I'm not, what do you want? Yeah. I got a boot. Okay. <laughs> I had someone ask me like, where I was in my transition and I was like, Oh, I'm not transitioning. And she's like, Oh good. Cause that ass won't pass. And I was like, you don't say that. Oh my God. Don't say that to me. <laughs> Boys have asses too. I mean, yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I yeah. just, I thought it was hilarious. I wasn't actually offended. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the hardest person in the world to offend, but I was just like, really? <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, you know, for queens padding and all of these things, it's so much. It's easier. I'm, I'm saying right. scare quotes, queens. Don't get mad at right. me. I know right. how hard it is, but like to to con- construct a body that, and again, there's like what is masculinity anyway, right? right. What is maleness? Um, but like to construct a masculine body, it's right. a lot harder in the sense that, like, I mean, you could like build on it, but like. Right. That's a lot of construction. Right. Yeah, it's a ton. Thankfully, I actually, I have a pretty masculine build upper body. Like, I'm the weirdo who loves burpees. Like, I love push-ups. Like, I'm that kind of, I just have, like, big arms, broad shoulders. I don't really have, like, a crazy waist. Yeah. But definitely have the ass. Like, it's a thing. So, so. you're the dude who doesn't do leg day? Exactly. <laughs> No, I still do because you don't want an ass that's saggy. So, like, you're still going to do leg day, but, like, I can't twerk it. I don't know how to do that. I'm the guy who just has an ass but doesn't know how to use it. Which is totally fine. Um, Highly recommend assholes. You just stick them on and jump up and down. It's great. I've seen people do that. (laughs) It's fun. I don't know. I don't know if I have the coordination. It's lots of fun. I'm just saying. Um, That's, you know, when in doubt. (laughs) yeah it's it's fun like I one of the the cool things that I've noticed a lot in these conversations too is that because everyone has different conceptions of like who their their masculine is and especially um depending on if people uh, identify outside of drag as trans or non-binary or you know insert your gender identity here right like it changes how you view the way in which you want your body to like come across on stage and like the way in which you're hoping to be read. Um, And it's just so interesting to me, like those weird intersections between like identity, like self-identity and like character sometimes blur and sometimes don't. And like how you navigate that when an audience member has an expectation about what a king is, you know? Right. Like that's so like if you're somebody who who doesn't necessarily like you you see jared as an extension of yourself and so Mm -hmm. he's not this aspirational thing so if somebody is like well your ass doesn't do the thing i want it to do it's like well great but my ass is doing what i want it to do right Right. does that make sense like (laughs) um and so like and there's nothing i can do about it it's just who i am just take my ass and leave it like (laughs) (laughs) exactly and like uh, like navigating audiences expectations of like what a king is or what it should be or you know can be so frustrating sometimes and like so having that really good attitude of like i don't know like this is what i have you know (laughs) can be can continue making it fun as opposed to like making it this like right this need to convince somebody that you are right. what they want when it's not you know right yeah exactly <laughs> yep 
Yeah, no, that like that's perfect. That's absolutely true. Like I could get really annoyed that I have a big ass, or I could just be like, "Yeah, got a booty. What you gonna do about it? Yeah. <laughs> you want to smack it? Okay, go smack it. Like, <laughs> yeah. what you do? <laughs> so, like, how do you when people say, and I don't know if people have said this to you, but so I'm making assumptions. But like when people say to you, like you know, I don't even know what a king is, is, or like kings are boring or kings aren't this or kings don't do that. Like, how do you navigate those conversations with people? Um, or do you? Um, you know, it's mostly, I think for me, so Cleveland had a pretty thriving king community. Um, and then it just kind of dipped. And, when I came back on the scene is when a lot of kings started coming back on the scene, not saying that I had part of it in any way, shape or form. I think more social media had part to do with it. Like I just happened to kind of be there. Um, there's a, there are a ton of definitions for kings. Um, and I, I will be the first person to tell you 100%. I'm a judgy ass. Like I am, I am just super judgy. So sometimes I see a king and I'm like, are you really a king? Is that, is that a king? Because it's so different from what I say is a king. And so, and I, I will put myself up there and like, shoot me. I understand. I come off as an asshole when I say that, like, because I am, sometimes I'm a little confused. And so it it doesn't surprise me when other people are confused. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, dude, I get it. Like, but what's the definition of a drag queen? Because now we have drag aliens and we have drag monsters and we have drag queens and we have, you know, we have all of these different things. And so that was a lesson for me to learn. That was something I had to learn where I was just like, oh, like, okay, I think of King went this way, but this person's doing that. And okay, I see where they're coming from. Like, okay, yeah, that's, that's not how I would do King, but that's totally how they do King. And look at how much they're rocking it. Like, yeah, of course, like, of course that's a King. And so I think it's just, um, we have had a lot, I have had a, a lot of conversations about that. And it, and it's honestly, it's been really humbling for me and it's been really learning for me. And I've learned to just like be open about it and, and really, you know, like who am I to say that a, a queen can't have a dick or who am I to say that a, a king can't have boobs? Like you want to do the, the tassels? Like, cool. I'm never going to do that. That's not what it means for me to be a king. But am I going to say you're not a king because you decide to do something different than I do? No. Like, <laughs> not at all. And, like, the cool thing, too, is that there's literally a space for every kind of king. Like, there are going to be crowds that go to shows for that king that never come to see me. And does that mean I'm any worse than they are? They're better than me or anything like that? No, it just means that's what they like. Like, welcome to art throughout every generation of mankind. Like, it's just, it's, that's what we do. We have our preferences. We have our own styles. And thankfully now we have kings who embody all of it. So, like, good for you guys. Like, keep killing it. Keep going. You're doing shit I could never do. Like, how'd you do that with your face? I don't even understand. Like, you know, cool. Go for it. Like, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and social media has definitely blurred a lot of those lines in terms of like, you know, maybe, you know, when you're when you're in a certain community, and this is something I, I learned when I was doing burlesque, right? Like you do burlesque in a certain area and like there's a certain style, like it's either like very classic or very neo or very nerdlesque or whatever. And then you travel right. and you do a festival and you find out that like what what my definition of burlesque was was not anybody else's. Right. Um, and so it was one of those things where like when I started traveling, I got the chance to see that. And now that like, especially now that we're all doing drag king on, you know, Instagram live or whatever, you get right. the opportunity to see so many different styles, even just through Instagram, right? Uh-huh. In general, different like different ways of painting or different videos or whatever. Like you start to realize like, oh, just because I felt that way, it's probably just because that's what I was exposed to or what my aesthetic is or you know other things in my life that have come to to bear on how I perform right right but for a lot of kings it's just like um getting the chance to see all of that can can be humbling in a lot of ways right yeah yeah I'm in a I'm in a Facebook group I think it's where we kind of if you want to call it met it's how I found out you were doing this um but the drag kings united thing like 
can you find a more diverse group of people? Like, sincerely. And I never post pictures because I'm just like, wow, I suck compared to all of these people. I am the worst. Uh, why would anyone look at me? Because they're just doing, like, crazy stuff on their face. And part of me is like, yeah, I don't got time for that. I don't have, I don't have that much free time. But I also don't have the skills. I legit don't have the skills that some of these makeup artists have. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. And, like, you can do that. Cool. You know what I'm good at? I'm good at bullshitting people. That's why I get up on Like, I'm really bad at this Instagram show thing because I'm just like, I need people to interact with. Like, I'm, I'm dancing with myself. Who does this? Like, yeah. I just can't do this. It's very difficult. But so, like, so many kings have their own style and they have their own facial thing. And, like, um, it's really hard, too. I don't know. Have you done pageants? I have not because I am terrified of pageants. As you should be. Yeah. Like, legit. You want to be knocked on your ass, do a pageant. I, well, I was, like, case in point, I was in this pageant once, and one of the kings was, I would say, more like a gender clown. Mm. And that, that at that time, that's what that character was saying. I'm not sure exactly how that king would, would personify himself right now. But he was calling himself a gender clown. So he did a lot of, like, this mix. And I know because I spoke to him after the pageant that they were not kind. Like, not kind. Yeah. And there's no reason, first of all, there's no reason to not be kind, but like what you perform is so, and how people take it is so dependent on what people are expecting. And it is, it's hard when you, when you cross those lines and you're like, whoops, didn't know that, you know, like didn't realize they were going to hate that much, you know? Yeah. And it, it's tricky. And, and again, like you could do an awesome number over at this bar mm-hmm. and do the same number two miles away and everyone hates it. Yeah. They, like, you, you're always going to have that time that that happens. Yeah. I, or so, maybe I'm just the only person that that happens to. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's a super good point. You know, like part of it is knowing your audience. And I think part of it is knowing the expectations, especially if you're doing competitions and things. Right. So like, so I come from the burlesque world and I was a, uh, I called myself at the time a faux queen, which now that terminology is not as accepted. So, um, but I, I, you know, so I was a hyper queen. Um, doing burlesque because I never really felt comfortable performing as a woman, you know? Right. So all of the competitions and things that I did were burlesque competitions. And so when I started doing kinging, I had to like, I hadn't done drag. I had only done burlesque. And so okay. um, I, I did the San Francisco Drag King Contest in 2017 and 2018, and I won in 2018. Um, and it was, but it wasn't a pageant. It was like, what I was used to. It was just everyone bring, bring your best act and just do that, you know? And so like, I could bring this like super crazy chair dance, burlesque, lip sync, Broadway, whatever. And it was fine. But having moved from San Francisco to the Midwest and seen the emphasis on pageants, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that culture because it's so different from where I came from. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And here, like, I was going to do a pageant. Um, I think our quarantine started like two weeks before the pageant was supposed to happen. Um, and I was like, I was like, no, I don't want to do another pageant. No, they're so stupid. I don't want to do it. Why would I do it? I don't need it. And then I decided to do it because I was like, well, you know what? If like, I don't want a king from outside of Cleveland. Uh, hello. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's totally like, okay. <laughs> show me, show me affection. Um, you know, I was all about like, well, we need to have a king represent Cleveland. So, okay, fine, I'll do it. Fine. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. Pageants are weird, man. Like, it really depends on who's gonna judge you. And mm-hmm. but like, they give you good feet. Like, I see pageants as a good way to learn. Yeah. But like, I've also seen pageants really really do some numbers on people and I'm just like dude don't take it too seriously like drag it's drag don't take it too seriously yeah we're painting our faces yeah and we're taping our titties back and we're stuffing socks or quinoa down our pants (laughs) don't take it too seriously I think that is a great message you know and like and it's easy, especially in competitions, to be like, this is my whole life, my my self-worth, all of this is like, right. it's in this moment. But like like you said before, like, it's, it's, 
what is drag famous? Like, what is that really? You know, obviously, like, like my quinoa dick is bigger than your quinoa dick. Like, <laughs> I use exactly. red quinoa and black quinoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, in the, in sometimes these competitions are quinoa comparing contests. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I always tell people, I'm like, listen, um, I, I, again, I'm very critical of myself and there have been times I'm just, just like, I suck. I'm not doing this ever again, but I would miss it. Yeah. If I didn't do it, I need to perform. I'm, if I'm not doing drag, I'm in a, I'm in a theater production. Mm -hmm. I, oh my God. Last, it was it two years ago. I was in, uh, it was, it's a Broadway show called Chorus Line. Oh yeah. Do you know Chorus Line? Very well. It's all about dancing. Mm -hmm. I don't dance. I can't dance. So they're all doing like tapping and mm -hmm. and real like jazz numbers. And I'm sitting there and I literally, so I, I know why I got cast. I can sing. I'm an alto. I'm a strong alto. So I could sing. Yep. And I got cast because I could sing. And I literally did 11 weeks of practice for one show because I was an understudy. One show. So 11 weeks... But to me, I was still like, I'm performing, yep. even if it's one night. And I have been here for literally 400 hours learning dances I can only do mediocrely, like I'm still performing. And that's the kind of person I am. So if I'm not doing drag, I'm doing something else. Yeah. And it's worth it. It is. It is. It's like for all of the stress and the like, what am I doing? And the self-doubt <laughs> and the it's just like, if it's still fun then who cares, you know? Right. And the, minute it's, and the minute it's not, you are allowed to walk away. Amen. You're allowed to. And that's I tell people that all the time. I'm like, the minute drag, like, I don't get into politics. There are, I don't know how it is about around you, but, like, whoo, the queen <laughs> politics can be mind-numbing sometimes. And then you have queens who are texting, you're like, oh, you're going to perform at this place? Well, this person says this. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you're going to pay me to be in the show? Cool. I'll take the money. Thanks. And like, <laughs> I don't get involved in the politics at all. Obviously, I try to be very sensitive to things. I'm not going to turn a blind eye to something that's wrong. But, like, if so-and-so doesn't like so-and-so, but so-and-so is going to pay me money, I'm, and you, like, I don't care if you don't like them because it's going to change next week. Right. Uh, <laughs> But, like, the, I stay out of drag politics. I just want to perform. Give me a space to perform. I'll give you a good show. And the minute it's not fun anymore, peace. Yeah. I think I'll do something else. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and because you can't, you know? Like, nobody, nobody is forcing us to do drag. Right? right. Yeah. And I would probably still walk around sometimes as Jared. And, like, no offense, but not a business. <laughs> <laughs> so if I want to dress like a man and go to a bar and be a man for a night, I'm allowed. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> so as we're wrapping up, what are if any topics or things that we haven't touched on that you are like, yeah, we definitely need to talk about this bit of drag or this bit of the community or this bit of performance? Um, Or things you hope other people know about drag that you can't tell them when you're on stage? <laughs> um, one, please don't touch me. Mm. If I have not given you permission to touch me, please don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I, I happen to be pretty lax about that. Like, I don't care. And like, that's been a learning process for me too, because as a performer, I kind of want to go and like reach out and touch someone or take their money and maybe grab their hand and go at them, you know? But like, that's also, there's gotta be like, there's almost this drag language where you learn like what's okay and what's not okay. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just standing on stage and you feel like you can just come up and grab me, please don't do that. <laughs> like, not okay. Never okay. Did I say yes? No. If I don't say yes, explicitly yes, like no actually means no. And so does silence. Silence means no as well. Yeah. Like, don't say, don't do that. Um, but also for, for Kings, uh, and, and maybe this is just because I'm, I'm kind of, I try to be a teacher. I try to challenge people. Um, yes, do, do your thing. Yes, challenge yourself. Do your thing. Think that you're awesome because sometimes you need to think you're awesome just to get up on stage. Mm -hmm. But there will always be someone who's better than you. 
And if they're giving you criticism, at least give them the respect to listen. You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. But if a queen is coming up to you and giving you pointers, if, if a production is coming up to you or a producer, a bar owner is coming up to you and giving you pointers, at least give them the respect to listen. I've seen a lot of kings who just think they're the shit and they can just walk all over because that's what they see some other performers do. And I'm just like, no, be better than that. Like, mm -hmm. be better than that. Give them respect. You want respect? Give respect. Yeah. You want to learn? Then learn. Mm -hmm. And And like... It's it's all about just being human with each other, and we're all doing our best. So, like, if someone thinks that it's important enough or they care about you enough to come up and say, hey, try this next time or maybe do this, it doesn't mean they're being an asshole. It means that they actually think that you could do better than you're already doing, and they're trying to help you. So, like, I, I don't know. I think that sometimes in, in our art we can get really, really, really protective of our art, and rightfully so. There's definitely a line there. But also, like, artists learn by practice and teaching. Yeah. So, like, take it. They're not hurting your feelings. Like, like they're not trying to anyway. Yeah. They're really not a promise. Like, they're, they're trying to be helpful. Um, and I, I learned that the hard way, you know? But uh, I can be pretty dumb. I can really be pretty dumb. And so, like, I, I learned really quickly, like, there are, there are a couple really – really good queens around me who have taken the time and been like hey like that song didn't work or you know like wow that's not really going well for you is it you know and and they know that if they say something to me I'm at least going to respect them enough to hear them mm. and if I if I don't take their advice or whatever I have my reasons and I think that they've learned to trust me in that but they know I'm going to at least listen so if someone's talking listen I love it yeah that's great. And you know, that's it. That's, I mean, that's partially one of the reasons to do this show, right? Is to, to learn from each other. Cause we can all right. learn always. I don't right. think there's ever a point where you like hit it and then you're like, I can stop learning now. Right. right. I have obviously arrived. I am the like, king. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So. And then a dragon comes in and like eats you and then like, it's all over anyway. Exactly. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your thoughts and your story and your experience with us. And, and hopefully people will listen, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. And if, you know, if people want to make fun of me, that's cool too. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. Yeah. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you liked it, why not rate, review, and subscribe wherever you feel like rating, reviewing, and subscribing. If you want to learn more about today's guests, head over to facebook.com slash kingsvoicespod or check out the comments uh, or the description in the YouTube channel, uh, Kings Voices Pod. Uh, there I'll post all the links to everything you want to know about today's guest and you can find them from there. Uh, if you are interested in becoming a guest yourself, then why not shoot me an email at willxulydrag at gmail.com or shoot me a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash King's Voices Pod. All right, so that's it for today. And remember, keep your toxic masculinity to yourself, but share your drag with the world. <laughs>